Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. We're coming to you live from San Francisco at the Intel Developer Forum. And I'm excited to be joined by my friend and colleague, Lynn Comp, Director of Market Development Organization in the Network Products Group at Intel. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you. Lynn, it's been an exciting day for the network and really an exciting week for the networking group at IDF. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how we kicked off and what we've been up to over the last few days? The last few days have seen an amazing building in the momentum about this next generation network. And everything that's made possible, not just with 5G, but with all of the architecture changes underneath, making the network more cloud-like and much more intelligent. How does it make you feel to see all these vendors coming together to deliver something so compelling to the market? It's super exciting. It's a long time in coming. I know even 10 years ago, we had service providers saying, I want an ecosystem like what Enterprise has. I want to be able to choose these best of breed solutions, and I just can't. So can you help us? It's amazing what's happened over the last two years. Network Builders started about two years ago. You were instrumental in that. And a handful of vendors were along with the ride. Now it's up to 173. What has the road been to get to 170 plus vendors, summits all over the world, technical training, etc.? A lot of optimization of point solutions in the marketplace and POCs. What's that been like? It's been an amazing journey. We really did focus mostly on their software platforms. And then eventually network builders started adding service providers. So we have five service providers in that environment because it was a great place at these summits and these events for them to interact with these vendors who are bringing out new ways of doing the same kind of work or even new service opportunities for these service providers. And then the OEMs and the TEMs started joining. This year we had Cisco and Ericsson added into the mix. So it's become a very vibrant community that has moved from talking about things like data plane development kit, DPDK, how to incorporate that in the software solutions, to commercial deployments that we're seeing worldwide in some of the network functions that we talked about years ago. Now they're coming to reality. Earlier today, your boss, Sandra Rivera, was talking about this awesome topic of network transformation. And she said, but wait, there's more. There's Intel Network Builder's Fast Track. What is Fast Track and why now? We are so excited about Fast Track. It is really focused on getting that next level of speed in this market for our customers and for our joint customers like the service providers. It's even more effort around optimizations of the solution. How do you include DPDK? How do you optimize your virtual switch? How do you take best advantage of everything that's in the Intel platform? It also includes Intel Network Builders University. We didn't expect there was going to be so much demand for this, but it's universal. We have service providers and systems integrators and software vendors all asking us, please come in and give us these classes. Now the second vector is around integration and accelerating solution integration. We're doing that with solutions blueprints and developing those in conjunction with operators as well as with systems integrators so those systems integrators can go repeat and implement those deployments at the next wave of service providers. Now the last thing is interoperability. 
moving from this vertically integrated environment where you only have to interact with one vendor to being able to use best of breed vendors at all different levels of the stack, it's been very challenging for our partners, whoever they might be, to go ahead and self-organize five to 10 different vendors into their own plug fest. And so we'll be helping with plug fests and hackathons and interoperability centers. They don't have to buy the hardware. They can show up and make sure that their solution is running and optimized with everything in the stack around them. I know that you've got a history of working on defining software-defined infrastructure within the enterprise. It seems like we're shifting our focus to optimization of the entire stack. Absolutely, because things like OpenStack were initially envisioned to be part of the enterprise private cloud. And we've done a lot of work there with people like DOS, Comhout, who's been doing a lot of optimization work. And the service providers in our industry looked and said, hey, I want one way to manage my network and my cloud and my data center. I want to use OpenStack too. So there's a lot of knowledge and learning that's being transferred between these two worlds. And we're even finding some service providers, such as AT&T, with domain 2.0 talking very publicly about one unified architecture and one platform that can run all of their workloads, whether it's cloud, enterprise, or network. That requires a much more solution-oriented approach. You know, the attributes of SDI in the enterprise, obviously some ruggedness to support the traditional apps that exist in data centers today, but carrier grade takes it to a different level of resiliency and control of throughput and latencies. What are the challenges within that and how do we plan to address them? We've been working a lot with all the vendors up and down the stack. We have Six Wind and VMware and Wind River and Red Hat and many others working to optimize the low level of the infrastructure that you would see jitter or latency or unpredictability linked into. And so you'll see examples of this where you find HP has Helion for enterprise and they have carrier grade Helion where they're pulling in elements of other network builders partners to give that extra latency and that extra stability without losing the agility and the efficiency that you would gain by doing OpenStack in the first place. Now let's shift to integration. We move from the network is a box to the network is an assortment of solutions from number of vendors. Providers don't want to turn into system integrators. There's a spectrum there are a few who have said, I'm going to be my own integrator. Most of the service providers really just want one throat to choke, but they want to be able to choose the components in the solution. Sure. And so it's that combination of a systems integrator that they can trust, that they've already been working with, either in supply chain management or putting other solutions up for them in the past, or they would be working with new vendors that are bringing in these best of breed solutions. New systems integrators, maybe from the enterprise space, getting pulled in to the network because a lot of those technologies that these systems integrators know in the enterprise space are coming into the network as it's being cloudified. We already have a number of systems integrators as part of the Network Builders program. What's new in Fast Track there? The solutions blueprints. There are a lot of operators worldwide that have a methodology where their central architecture teams will create blueprints and will harden and test and characterize that new solution. And then they will make it available to what they call their opcos, operating companies in different countries. 
So those solutions blueprints really are the Bible for the rest of those opcos in terms of what's stable, what's achievable, the benefits of that solution. Implementing those with systems integrators will really unlock not just that first implementation from the central organizations, but also make it much easier for every country associated with those operators to copy or tune with that systems integrator in a much more agile manner. Why is it so critical that the entire network builders community has the opportunity to engage on this particular part of Fast Track? And what does broad industry and ecosystem engagement mean to the strength of those blueprints? Part of it has to do with the fact that these operators already have trusted companies that they work with. Some of the operators are required by local mandate or local law and regulation that they work with specific vendors or they give a certain percentage of their business to specific vendors. There's also the reality of location. If you are in Asia and the vendor you want to work with is in the Bay Area, there's a delay trying to get these things set up. So we need that breadth of the community to give best of breed component choice, but also make sure that those operators get the support and somebody to answer the phone when they need it. Now, interoperability, I love the concept of rolling up your sleeves and getting into the grit of a plug fest or a hackathon. Tell me about interoperability and why this is so critical. Part of the reason we chose the name Fast Track is some of this has already been happening. We've been working with companies like HP and a few others with Open NFV, where they're bringing VNF vendors and onboarding, which is a different way of saying it's a plug fest. We want to formalize it. We want to accelerate it. We want to make that go even faster. It's been happening at more of a grassroots level, we want to help make it go faster. I can't wait to see the results of Fast Track. I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot about it for the rest of the year. Thanks so much for being on the program today. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Allison. I appreciate it. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash big data, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.